Two trailer park girls go around the outside, around the outside, around the outside. I like how you just say that anywhere and people at least know that part. <laughs> yeah, right. Even if they don't even, like, I feel like Gen Z kids probably wouldn't even know that song, but they would know that part just for some reason. And, like, I, I don't know the rest, but I can do, like, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I got, like, the sound down. It's like <laughs> when things are passed down through DNA. So, like, why we're scared of wolves or things yeah. in the dark is just because it's in our DNA to be scared. That song. Or just, <laughs> there's a lot of songs like that, but just, like, that verse, that, that little hook, people just know it. Like, I'd say, is this our test or are we just going? Do we need a test? I don't know. It sounds good. Sounds good. You know, I'm sick of testing. I'm sick of the test. Whoa, man. You I'm can't. sick, I'm sick of testing stuff. I want to be a loosey-goosey podcast now. I just want to go into it, man. If it sucks, it sucks. Like when we first started. Yeah. Uh, everything sucked. And I feel like we tried hard and it still sucked, but now it's, it sucks less and we put a lot of effort into it. But what if we just put a little yeah, less, less effort? effort into like it. maybe no effort. No more editing. How about that for Caleb? Just <laughs> Caleb's writing a novel now. I don't know if you knew that. I started it and you were here. We had a writing session. I was about that. Yeah, I was there for that. So I am busy. I don't need to be fucking editing podcasts for hours. I don't need to cut out the atrocious, offensive things we say or the parts where we ramble on for 20 minutes about something that's completely incorrect. Like when fucking Spencer Church said that Cormac McCarthy has a movie, a Blood Meridian, coming out. And I said on the podcast when we did the Cormac McCarthy episode, Yeah, Josh, did you see the Blood Meridian trailer starring fucking Christian Bale? Totally real. No, that was a fan trailer. It was a good fan trailer. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it looked real. Yeah. I should have did. They even had like they even had like a judge guy. They had this weird fat like a bino guy like dancing yeah. around. So I was like, well, it took the most minimal amount of effort <laughs> for me to find out like the least amount of research I could have possibly done to find out that that was fake. And I just took your word, hook, line, <laughs> right? and sinker. You sent me the link, and I didn't even bother to read you know the what? comments or anything. You know, I didn't even pay attention <laughs> to the title. It might even said like fan <laughs> <major laughs> title. That's so stupid. I didn't realize until I posted the fucking link on Twitter, and people I were talking about it, and I mentioned the Blood Meridian movie in that tweet. <laughs> not in the actual, like in the subtweets when somebody was replying, because apparently everybody is fucking either in uproar and love with the. You know, the Blood Meridian. Everyone had an opinion. Uh, we got a lot of... Fe- I didn't even look at the numbers for that episode. Watch that be like our fucking viral episode. But it... Uh, I think we were very incorrect in that trailer. And we, you made me sound dumb. You sounded dumb. And Ashley f- sounded dumb just for being involved. <laughs> yeah, poor, he's the... He's the, he's innocent, the one that, yeah. innocent bystander. He wasn't even in the room. Um, also, with the Blood Meridian, I'm sure you... So, I think I sent this to you. I don't remember. I had a day... So I posted about it, and I knew it was a mistake, but yeah. I posted about it in the classic lit group just because, and I didn't even post my opinion on the book. I just said, I don't understand. Like, well, like we talked about in the episode, what's with the gatekeepers and people attacking you if you don't like Blood Meridian? And most of the people in the comments either agreed with me or were at least nice about why they liked it, like what I wanted. And then I got attacked by some fucking lady, and then another lady joined in and saying, oh, there's it's my favorite thing in the world. They were like, oh, there's no negative comments. You're making up stuff. You're trying to be a victim. And I was like, I don't really care if people say negative comments to me personally. I'm just saying people have negative comments yeah. if you dislike this book. And they were like, you're obsessed with this. You're just blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever. And then I woke up today and that post got deleted by the admins. And they sent me a message that said that too many people are <laughs> being mean and making negative comments to other people. And... uh they had to take the post down. So I just want him like, I almost wish I knew that lady's name because I don't remember. Because uh, I would just DM her that of uh, the screenshot of yeah. that fucking message. Oh, nobody makes negative comments in this group. <laughs> but um, there were some interesting conversations in that group that I wish I could have followed up on. And see, I uh, throughout that day, like, because like it had you had a lot of comments. Yeah, a lot of people were in- invested in so, that. So like a couple of times throughout the day, I would go through a couple of them and just kind of you know yeah. try to feel. Feel what they were saying. Out of that whole thread, only two people were giving me shit. And uh, it turns out the one, because I saw in another comment thread she had, she was like super in love with the fucking book and Cormac McCarthy, so that's why she was attacking. And then the other, I don't know what the one problem was, because her whole beef was that I said in the thing that people make, like, I didn't say negative comments, I said like name calling or something like that, something along those lines. And apparently she went through the other post I had because she claims I'm a set of, I was obsessed with this book. Yeah, like, that, I, I was going to say, is that the one that was 
t- uh, talking about how many times you posted yeah. about it. Which, I mean... Well, I have... I screenshotted... Because you can just go on your page. It'll yeah. show you what you said in that group. I screenshotted the post. One post, I just said, what authors don't you care for or, like, you don't care for their style of writing? Like, I personally don't care for Cormac McCarthy's style of writing. That's what I said. It wasn't yeah. even about Blood Meridian or anything. And that's when she considered... And then the other one was my initial one when we started reading. I said, I'm not really liking that he doesn't use quotations. So apparently to her, that's obsessed. But she went through and she... Because she said, oh, I looked and there was over 200 comments and I only saw one negative comment. And I was just like, okay, one, I don't know if the admin deleted comments. And two, I was like, I called her a weird. I was like, you're weird if you went through over 200 comments to see that. And she's like, I didn't go through them. I didn't look back and do. I was like, well, how yeah, do you I know? know? Yeah. And then I was just, I just straight up was like, I hope you have a nice day. I'm not talking to you anymore. And then I think that made her, you know, more mad. And then not, like I said, I woke up this morning and the whole post was deleted because people were name called, which I did see in another thread. Uh, someone gave their opinion, not of the book, but of like that kind of behavior in the group, because a few people have been attacked. I've yeah. seen it personally. I'm not just speaking on my ass. And uh, th- this lit particular woman was agreeing with my post, and some guy just went in on her about how, I guess, he made a post, and she apparently disagreed with him, and there was a attack. Yeah. I was just like, why can't you just share you an know- opinion without like getting... Like, feel like you're personally yeah. attacked by... The, like, if it's just somebody dislikes something you like doesn't mean they're attacking you. I was actually kind of surprised a few months back whenever I I did, like, a... I took a picture of, like, nine or so books that I was in the process of wanting to read. Yeah. And I put that in that literature group with only maybe about, like, around maybe half of them being... Could, you know, could be considered something that would actually be in that group. Yeah. And I was actually kind of surprised that I, you know, I was expecting a little flack about because, you know, there was like a Stephen King book in there. You know, there was a couple like newer things, you know what I mean? But like, no, just nobody just paid attention to it. So, well, when I uh, in that in that comment thread, a couple people mentioned how they have been ostracized from in the group because they mentioned Stephen King. Mm. Like people are very like some people and I'm not going to say I'm going to generalize, but some people are very harsh. If you post like contemporary fiction in general, but you know, like Stephen King, especially for some reason that just kills them. But uh, it's very hit or miss in that group because there's times where I posted things where I thought, oh yeah, you know, usually about like the books I'm gonna read. Sometimes people just don't care, mm-hmm. and then some of the random ones, like when I part of, like posted uh, that Crane Achille book, I didn't think anybody was gonna give a shit about that, and then that like you know was pretty popular. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't want to harp on that too much. It's just I think it's fucking weird that. Like, people get so invested online and shit. And because I posted in the thing, too, it was like, I had this conversation elsewhere. I'm not even talking about in this group. Like, yeah. that's what I said in my initial post. And then they're like, oh, why are you talking about this book in other places? And are you obsessed with it? It's like, because I have friends that we talk about the book. Yeah. I didn't mention the podcast. Yeah. I didn't want, nope. I don't want those people to fucking listen to the episode and bombard us. We already had, because that one guy on Instagram was like, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but, you know, you, why would you review a book that you didn't actually read? I was like, we read, fuck, I read half of the book, yeah. and I think we gave very detailed reasons for our dislike, and we also we, didn't say people shouldn't read it. We recommended it yeah, we, for people to at least read once. We read what we could of it. We we reviewed yeah. that. We studied it. Yeah, you know, we, we just we tried to study the story. Well, like I told Ashley, because he was getting a little irritated, because I think somebody said something on the YouTube about, oh, way to go. Nice, uh, good luck with your podcast where you re- cover books you don't read. Well, we're not a book review podcast. Yeah. Uh, but Ash was getting a little irritated by that, and I just, uh, I was just telling him, I was like, I mean, does it really fucking matter? And I feel like our, we had more detail in that episode than most reviews for the book gave. Like, I've watched reviews and read reviews, and we went deeper into the, you know, granted it was a lot of negative stuff because we didn't like the book, but I feel like we still went deeper into it than a lot of people who were praising it did. And also, like... Go and check back on past episodes of, like, you know, how many of these have we done? And, like, this is, like, the only one yeah. that we haven't finished. We, did, we didn't finish, which should also then also tell you something yeah. as well. Well, those people probably don't listen to the podcast. Like, the one guy that commented about the... No, he was polite about it. He was just like, not to be rude, but why would you review a, a book you didn't finish? And then he was like, well, I guess I can't really talk because I'm commenting on your podcast that i didn't finish listening yeah. to so, well, if you, and i said if you listen to the second half you know it's, it's a little bit different like we talk about people should still read it and stuff. it's not like we just shit on the whole book and then that was it and we, and we covered the fucking ending yeah i've i mean as much detail yeah, because, as you could yeah because just because we didn't like it 
doesn't also doesn't mean that that it it takes away from you know because people say like it's one of those books that you should read. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe it's one of those books you should read, but we didn't like it. Maybe you will like it. Well, that, my initial comment in that classic lit group about like my post, like I started off with, I didn't realize that you know Blood Meridian is the Star Wars of American yeah. literature because if you say you don't like Star Wars to Star Wars fans, a lot of times they'll shit like especially if you said the original trilogy. They're just going to shit on you regardless. Like, um, I would say a good portion of them will not listen to your reasons why you don't like it, or they'll just dismiss everything you have to say. Yeah, that's another thing I hate, too, uh, especially in that group. If you say you don't like something, like, yeah, I didn't like Moby Dick, they'll be like, oh. And they just, any answer, or, you know, any reason you give, they just dismiss it as you're wrong. Yeah. Like, you're not wrong. Nobody's wrong. The person who loves it, they're not wrong. The person who hates it, they're not wrong. It's opinion. It's an opinion. How are you, like, it's so stupid to get hung up on that, but... Cause I'm sure if you've dealt with that, you'd be like, oh, I didn't really like, you know, Suicide Squad because oh, yeah, it was yeah. too over the top or something. Right. And then people be like, no, man, you're just, you didn't, you just got hung up on, you didn't follow, you didn't like it, you're wrong. And it's like, why do I have yeah. to be wrong? I didn't like es- it. Especially like on, like this kind of stuff, on entertainment. Yeah. Your opinion on entertainment, I don't know why people get so, you know, bogged down and interested on yeah. things. Like, okay, your opinion on politics and different yeah. values and views. Okay, I could see where that could, you know, rub people yeah. the wrong way. But why you like, why you do or don't like a show. Like gatekeeping entertainment. Like, yeah. what does it matter? I, I don't mean, like, I, I like, I like making fun of people from for shit that they yeah. watch or don't watch too. But that's mostly just out. It's not what I actually think. It's just, yeah. it's a funny line I thought yeah. up and I want to say <laughs> it. If you say two plus two is five and you believe it, and somebody gives you some, you know, some shit for that, I understand. Yeah. If you say you didn't like Blood Meridian and you gave detailed reasons, which you don't have to give detailed reasons. That's another thing. If you just, you just don't like. If it. you review a book and you just say it sucked, I'm not going to put any value in your review. It's your right to say that. Like on Goodreads, you'll see that a lot. Uh, that irks me, but I'm just generally going to ignore that. I'm not going to like fucking comment. Oh, it's a great review you got there, buddy. You just said it sucked. But at the same time, it sucked then, because if you said it sucked, that means it sucked to you. Like, I mean, you don't have to give reason, but if you do give detailed reasons, and then somebody comes and dismisses and tries to challenge every reason, and, you, no, see, what you didn't understand was, he was talking about how violence is the American, like, what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That doesn't mean the person who disliked the book is wrong. So, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I just wanted to, you know, because that episode was getting some fucking hits, and, uh, like I said, most people were pretty cool. Even the, like a lot of people who loved the book, they didn't get shitty yeah. about it. Like they were the ones that were nice. It was just like a subset of people who get like the people I dealt with initially. Like nah, actually, you know, those kind of fucking gatekeeping butt munches. Butt munches. Butt munches. So anyway, we're going to have a great show. Are we going to have a great show? I don't think Probably we're going to have a great not, show. No. It's going to be a DBS Probably episode. Not, no. Thirteen minutes into the cold open, I know it's going to be a DBS episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. You are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host with the most. I got a juicy booby. I don't know if that I lost it there. No. Uh, I am your host, Caleb cut, James. Cut that out. Cut it out. All right, Joey Gladstone. <laughs> I am your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Akita Ass Angel Church. You're an angel yeah. of asses? Is that like the angel of death, but of maybe, asses? Maybe I'm just an, I'm an angel, but I'm also an ass. That's fair. Not all the angels could be good. Right. Or bad. Some are in the middle, just mediocre. You know, old Ralphie, he got like half a halo. Don't quite. Right. His little bent. He fell one, down once. One wing's a little bit bigger than the other. <laughs> got a cleft foot. <laughs> all right, got a, what is that club foot? Today we we're talking about... You wanted to talk about our divergence in literature. Yeah. It's a fancy way of saying we went down different paths recently. I feel like we've been on these roads for a while. Not that we ever walked the exact straight, you know, same road, but a lot of times our roads merged. Yeah. Uh, not just for the podcast, but I felt like our reading habits, they mirrored each other to an effect. Uh, Especially whenever you were in the, um, uh, when you had your little, like, comic book uh, spell yeah. there. 
because we were getting stuff and, you know, trading back and forth a lot. Or, like, we were doing things like Conan, and we were, like, even if you weren't on the road I was on, I could always kind of see in the distance, yeah. give you a wave. Yeah, well, yeah, we could wave. We saw each other. But then a big mountain or a river, whichever you want, maybe a canyon, split us in between where the roads merged to the point where we no longer can see each other. I'll start with my road because yeah. it's the one we've been talking about the most. I went down, which I nobody ever saw this coming, the Fantasy Road. I went into the Lord of the Rings. Guns blazing. Excitement. I bought not, the Precious. Not, I bought the Ring. Guns blazing like, uh... Swords swinging. Some, yeah. Clubs. Shillelaghs. <laughs> Shillelaghs Tor- smacking. Torches aflaming. Torches aflaming. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I went down the Fantasy Road, which, like I said, we've had touches where we were kind of going down different roads for a while. Because I read, like, the Elric of Malibane, the first book, and I wanted to go to the series. It's just, like, the way the fucking printing, you know, those books yeah. are in, like, 60s, 70s. Like, you couldn't get a good copy now. Like, when they're doing an omnibus, so I was, I've been waiting for that. They just pushed it to February now, which pissed me off. So, I've gone down that road. Like, I've been touching on it, but then I'm like, all right, these woods are a little murky. I'm going to go back on the main road. I don't want to get too lost. A few times I got a little uh, mesmerized by, you know, maybe there was like a nice uh, lake on the side. So I went over there for a swim and I got into like the the Irish literature and some things like that. But usually the road's in sight. But then finally I just decided to go in the woods and uh, went extra deep. And now I'm going, I'm lost in the woods. I'm in the the hard fantasy, uh, the Lord of the Rings, and I'm going to get the Elric of Malibane series. When it comes out, I'm going to go into that. And you're like uh, original, like almost like the original, like almost like the, like the origin of pretty much, yeah. yeah. So that's exciting. So I don't know where that, I mean. I'm the kind of guy I do get burnt out on stuff, so there's a chance I might finish the Lord of the Rings trilogy and because I already read The Hobbit too, uh, and get burnt out and not because I'm going to read that at Companion too after. Yeah. Uh, so after all that, it's like six you might need to do, or five you, books. I might, might get burnt out. Switch, yeah. Uh, well, I am going to read. I got that Martin O'Kyan short story collection, and we're going to do Haruki Murakami and stuff. So that's going to give me like a nice break. But usually, the fantasy lately, anyway, has been in the back of my mind because even my Halloween stuff I wanted to read. I ended up pushing all that off because I was like, I don't really want the mood. I'm not in the mood for this. But what pushed me onto this road of hard fantasy and all this merriment and jaunting through the forest and fighting orcs and shit? I mean, yeah, I like, uh, I had to stop you from grabbing fucking Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, you did stop me from getting the Game of Thrones <laughs> you, collection. You had it in your hand, and I literally, had, I think I had to take it out of your yeah. hands and put it back on the shelf. I was there, like, no, there, no, Caleb. There's almost fisticuffs <laughs> yeah. in the Barnes and Noble. But I, uh, that's still a thing. It's touching on the back of my head. If it was done, I would say go for Uh, it. If it was done, but. Series still goes on. But I, uh, what started this, what really got me into it was when, again, Cormac McCarthy's Blood Meridian was so fucking depressing that I just had to get away from everything that's related to depressing literature and went the opposite direction to high fantasy. Though I could see myself have easily gone down this path. Uh, you went the sci-fi classic. Yeah, classic that's what sci-fi. surprised me. It's not the because we both like sci-fi. Yeah, like that's not nothing new. We've read a lot of uh, you know, Andy Weir stuff, and we were getting into different sci-fi stories here and there. Uh, I've been thinking, I've been flirting with the Dick, Philip yeah. K. Dick. I've yeah. been really wanting to read his stuff, and even some Kurt Vonnegut. You know, not necessarily sci-fi, but he definitely touches on that and stuff. But then you just fucking threw a curveball at me and said, "Hey, Caleb." I'm gonna read some H.G. Motherfucking Wells. Oh, yeah, yep. I uh, I went uh, Time Machine, Invisible Man. Uh, I just finished Water of the Wards, and I ordered uh, Island of uh, Doctor Moreau. Moreau. Yeah, the good shit. You're right. Yeah, the the main the main ones, and then uh, cause the other stuff I do want to check out eventually. But like I said, I found like a couple like pretty decent like Kindle collections for either like a dollar to like three dollars. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna do that for like you know everything else. But yeah, I just been going down this. Uh, well, I I also picked him too because I figured he was the last less likely chance of like catching shit from you too because it would give me at least he's literature like yeah. you know what I mean like <laughs> it's sci-fi but at least it's something that you know you always get on me about you know. Broadening my horizons yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, at least that would fall into that thing. What I like about it is that it is, um, or at least with H.G. Wells, and then, well, before I get into him, I always find it fascinating to read old sci-fi stories yeah. and, like, the science that they use. 
and to see like if any if they're any kind of close or right. how wrong they are. Just you know what I mean, and like. And I don't judge it for that, like you know what I mean. Some like, holds up, some does not. Yeah, but like I mean, like even if the science doesn't make sense, I'm like, like oh, well, it was a bad story because of, because like this book is over a hundred years old, yeah. like you know what I mean. So I always just like that's one thing I kind of like about the older science fiction. What I like about H.G. Wells is that so far out of the three of those four books that I've read, like they haven't even gone over like. 200 pages. So they're short. Yeah, I think maybe Ward, Ward of the Wards might have. I think that's been the longest one so far. But yeah, they're these smaller, condensed, like, stories. But, like, he still is able, you know, he's still very, like, kind of, you know, detailed. And, like, you don't, you're not losing anything from yeah. him, you know. Again, another uh, uh, thing you notice from a lot of work from that time period. Because right. you had to, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people had to write like that. What sent you down that path? Um, was there one event, or just something you've been toying with, or how, what made you really dive into it? Well, I was always um interested in like the um in like those kind of stories because like in school, like even before I really got into reading, you know, I still know knew like you know H.G. Wells and like a lot like those main stories, mm. like you know what I mean. So I've always kind of had an interest in those mm. stories. And then once I stopped going, you know, I was going stopping at Bonds and Noblemore, and they just kind of stopped. Ha- and then I was like, that was another nice thing. Each one of those books, I I think the most I've been on was like eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Like you know, so there's nice small cheap, you know, things like that. So like that, like you know, that kind of also helped. But yeah, so then I figured I had them, and I um, and like I said, um, they they were smaller, so like I knew my. I at least wanted to hit, you know, 12 books this year. At least, you yeah. know, average a book a month. And I figured, well, at least if I start doing some of those. That'll knock those, those numbers Yeah, those out. could give me, like, a little bit of a cushion. And then, like, you know, I can try, try to. That helped when I went to the go read, like, Coin Locker Baby. Cause yeah, I had, it's a I, bigger I, Yeah, because, you know, I, that took a little bit more time. So, um, so that was kind of, that's what kind of did it for me, too. Yeah. I had, like, a similar thing with, uh. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle with the Sherlock Holmes stuff. That was a holdover from when I was a kid. Like, that's why I always, like, love Sherlock Holmes is because that was just something that was present when I was a kid. I read some of the stories. I'm sure they were, uh, I mean, I might have read some of the original ones, but I think they were probably either, like, abridged or yeah, something like that for, some like, kid. or something. Because like, so, there were things I got, like, at book fairs and stuff. But so I always had that in the back of my head. It's like, you know, I really want to well, get older. I want to read some, you know, some Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's another one that I want to do, too. I just haven't that haven't I haven't yeah. walked down that path yet. Well, that was Poe, too, for me. That girl and Poe was a holdover from when I was a kid. And that's what really got me into classic literature. Because uh, when I was a kid, I read, like, a lot of just, you know, you're finding your way. You're seeing what you like and stuff. But I always liked, like, the Poe stories. And just, like, the mysterious man and Edgar Allan Poe. He was always depicted in such a weird manner. And then when I got older and I finally got my hands on a collection, I was like, hey, I actually do like this. Yeah. So the second part of this is you asked me what effect, like, the fantasy stuff, especially the Tolkien stuff I'm reading now, has had on my writing, if any. Yeah. I will say it's actually had a profound effect on certain aspects because I find myself questioning my use of metaphor now because Tolkien has a couple in there. That are just razzle dazzle ring dingers. Like I really liked. Like he mentioned. Uh, like there's a scene where they're in the woods. Cause they're always in the fucking woods. Yeah. And there's a scene. Where else are they gonna yeah, be? And like everything's cold all the time and shitty. And there's like a scene. And it's just like a sentence where I think Frodo. I think it's Frodo. He's like you know they're dressed up because it's cold out and they're wearing stuff. But something about like the cold still managed managing to get its fingers inside and touching around like meaning that you know still fucking getting yeah. to him i was like that's just a cool like that's not the exact way he said it, it but that's such a cool way to just like you know because these say oh it's cold out or the wind was yeah. whipping through or you know stinging their skin because that's kind of more what i always have done yeah. and i always want to use more metaphor but like the idea of the cold just like seeping in and fingering your body <laughs> like that's something that i always like i want to do that but anytime i try to do that and I like I try, you know, whatever it is, I type it out, and I look at it, and I'm just like, that's garbage horse yeah. shit. Like <laughs> that's so just like, I, like on the nose. It's hard to not like, make it cliche. Yeah, right. Or like, use something that's been done because Haruki Murakami, like we'll get to that when we read The Elephant Vanishes, but I'm sure he does that in there because his novels, he's really good at having like these very unique metaphors. Like, because like, like I try that. That's something that I try to do. Like use. 
like a weird thing for a yeah. metaphor, but then oh, I also feel like that's also garbage. Nobody's gonna yeah. get that, yeah. or like it's just it's, it's very too, tricky. It, it's too weird. Like yeah, it's just it's such a tricky thing to get that right because like similes are a lot easier because you know like I always use the example you could just hit like a Mack truck, like you could hit like you know a baseball bat, a jackhammer, like anything. But to use the metaphor properly, like that that's a tougher because like you said to make it more realistic but sometimes you want to be a little out there because you know you can say like a woman has an icy stare or something or you could say you know her fucking i don't know eyes are cold as ice so they'd be like the simile version it's just like the way you do it but like some of these guys like you read like a fucking uh, tom wolf or something you're just like holy well he's been like the what was that famous thing he spent the whole page detailing like the girl's eyes yeah blue like the bluest blue the bluest ocean of, like it just went on and on but it was like because they cut it from the book, this is why it's famous, because it was, like, just too much, but it was, like, the most beautiful thing ever. And you're like, how the fuck you cut that? And we're like, oh, because his manuscript was 50,000 pages. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. Like, so that's one thing I'm really taking away from, like, Tolkien, because his writing is, because he was writing these for kids at the time. Yeah. At least supposedly. But it doesn't talk down to you at all, which I love. And like I said, he's not afraid of using metaphors, but he does it in such a way where they're just like, they work so well, especially for the story. So that's one that's working. And two, his dialogue, I'm really taking a lot away, uh, taking a lot from not the, you know, the Hobbit speak, like the, how everybody talks in their old timey, whatever, but just the flow of the conversations and the interjections, which I, which I like, like how you can, which I've been trying to incorporate a lot into my writing, which, you know, you don't just have sentence of dialogue sentence of respond dialogue more sentence of dialogue like try to have like a sentence of dialogue and then you know like the guys fucking say it's like a, a guy getting ready for a boxing match you know i don't know if i can handle it mick and then you know as he said says taping his hands up I, I think he's got my number man and then he's putting on the glove you know just like yeah, you have like- action incorporated into the dialogue to break it up which i've been doing that for a while but like i feel like Tolkien Tolkien does it really well and he does it in a way that uh, it just it just makes it so much more natural for especially such a convoluted like because I just went through the fucking Council of Elrond, yeah. which is like this fucking long. Everybody's telling stories that are seven days long. Yeah, and, and there's just, so many characters. There's so many characters, but he like I said, he does he like he just has a way that you just navigate those waters so perfectly. It's just it's it's easy reading, which is what yeah. I like. Like I'm not getting lost, and that was always my problem with fantasy we discussed in the past. I always kind of get lost. Get like, I'm just down. like, yeah. It's like, there's too much happening. There's too much to memorize. I just, ah, I'm out of it. Like, it, it's one of those things if you're tired and you're reading it, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck was I happening? Like, we did with the fucking Blood Meridian. What's going on? Yeah. I have not had that happen at all with uh, The Lord of the Rings so far because it's written in a way that you, uh, like I said, just the art of easy reading is damn hard writing. Yeah. Like, to be able to write something that's so easy to read, that's not simplistic. Do you know how long it took for him to finish the series? Like, did there was, like, there wait, or did he put them all out at the same time? No, or? he did The Hobbit. I want to say it came out maybe in 39, or he wrote it in 39, before World War Two, I believe. And then The Lord of the Rings, he started during World War Two. Which is why, like, a lot of people break down that, oh, it must be, like, a analogy for Nazis or something like that. But uh, he actually goes on in the, the version I have of Lord of the Rings at the beginning. It's Tolkien himself, and he tells you, like, he was fucking kind of mad about it. Yeah. He was like, no, there isn't any symbolism to take away from this. There's no Nazis. There's nothing like that. He said it in a more gentlemanly way, but... Like, there's no fucking, this isn't about the war, this isn't about anything, this is just a story I wrote, I don't like when people have to add, he even says he didn't well, like all the symbolism well, people well, add and stuff. Well, we've talked about that before, how many people, like, how people read stuff and put, yeah, come up in, with things that's not there, or, you know. Well, apparently that book I got about Lord of the Rings, uh, the like, I think it's explaining, like, the evils of Lord of the Rings, and I think it relates it to Nazis and stuff, which... Tolkien specifically said is not in the book. Like yeah. you're just making that up if you see, you know, reading into that. It's just a fantasy story. That's what I like about it. He just did a fantasy story. It doesn't mean anything in the real world. Politics, anything is not in his book. But I, I got that guy's book because I like the fucking art in it. It looks yeah. really cool. So I'm gonna read it for that because uh, it explains like some of the shit that I'm probably too stupid to understand. But uh, what about you? What have you taken from the H.G. Wells stuff? Because I know you were talking different things about uh, like the details and stuff before. Uh, yeah, like um. Um, he does a, uh, well, you can also, you can tell, like I said, even, you know, even with the out, outdated science, you can tell that he 
did the research. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wasn't making shit up. Like, you know what I mean? You could t- kind of tell he's put, like, some thought and effort and, you know, into, like, you know, the theories and, you know, into, like, that kind of sci- you know, into his, his sci-fi. Right. But, like I was saying before, um, what I appreciate it is, because uh, we always kind of talk about, like, how I feel like a lot of my stories, I have to fluff and add a lot to it. Right. But with his, like, you know, like I, I was saying, he was able to tell a pretty concise, good story in not a lot of space. Yeah. Which, uh, I was trying to take, you know, uh, kind of take notes and just, you know, mental things on, like, on how to, you know, make, keeping things in mind, you know, doing, yeah. doing that. I also liked, like, I, well, like you were saying, it's just like a, it was a fun, fun read. Like, I was, no matter what, I'd at least get like twenty to twenty-five pages a day. Yeah. Most of that's where I was at work. Like I said, I, and I didn't like. Like I said, I didn't really enjoy the um the time machine. That's probably the one that I've liked the least so far out yeah. of it. It just he the, the writing in that was really confusing. Because Isn't like, that one of his earlier or first things that he came out with? Uh, probably. I, I can't. I, I don't really remember the order of how they came in or you know how they came out. But again, it, I. It's it, uh, the only the only like you know negative I would have about you know the his stories are like because it has to have the fun that same trope of all the stories in this time period that it's mostly somebody writing about something that they've already yeah. been through. So it's like uh, like in the you know in the War of the Wards like because I can't remember the movie does does Tom, uh, does Tom Hank get like captured in prison? I've never seen the movie. I can't I, I can't I can't remember, but like. You know, like that happens to the character in the book. So it's like you know he eventually makes up because you're reading his yeah his, his thing. That That's one writing. of the problems with that style of writing is it takes the stakes away. Like uh, Dracula, we know somebody survived because yeah. we got the fucking journal entries. Yeah, and stuff. right. Even with that, like I said, I was still enjoying it. I, I, I still liked it, especially too. Like as I think too, I might try to um, eventually a little bit more into like some softer sci-fi. Mm-hmm. To and like I said, he's done like you know you can tell that he's done like the research but you also have to uh you know kind of put your own imagination you spin and and stuff on it uh so i think that reading those also kind of helped me be like you know don't be worried about like fudging some things you know get a little get a little like bro science on it like you know what i mean as long as it you know as long as you make Make it it sound kind of realistic and then it work you know work for the story which is harder to do nowadays than it was back then oh yeah i mean May I make a suggestion for your next sci-fi set? What's that? Either some Asimov, which I know you got the iRobot. Yes. Or maybe dive into some John Carter of Mars. From we, did, we were talking yeah. about that one time before. When one of the I'm really times. kicking myself because I never, I don't think I have it. Uh, they had such a nice Barnes & Noble collection edition, and I never bought it because I was like, when am I going to read this? And I'm pretty sure I never bought it. So that kind of sucks. Did it have all of them? Because they don't have, yeah. And it, it was a whole collection, as far as I understand, at least the good ones. But I never got it, and now I don't have it. Well, because I remember before, because I think it was whenever we went to do um, James Bond, I think John Carter was, like, another thing we were kind of maybe thinking yeah. about doing. Because I think we, fo- we found, like, a pretty, like, decent, like, it was, like, a, dig- you know, it was, like, a Kindle complete collection. Mm-hmm. And I think it was maybe, like, a, you know, it was, like, a couple. I think it was, like, a little bit more expensive, but I think it had, like, nine or 12 books, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so. That's not bad. No, one thing I took away from Tolkien that I'm not going to incorporate in my writing is his pacing. Now, The Hobbit was good. Like, it was short, yeah. and it was well-paced. The Lord of the Rings, this Fellowship of the Ring, the first one, is it, it, it gets bogged down at times. Like I said, there is a lot of exposition here with the storytelling and all this shit, like when the, the council and... I, I get it. There's a lot that he's trying to build into this world and all the stuff the reader doesn't know he has to explain... Uh, I think he does a decent way of explaining things that are kind of ridiculous. Uh, you know, like how you tell the whole history of a fucking, you know, world in a couple pages is hard. But like the but the pacing of that is like all the action stops for chapters and chapters. It's, you know, various points in the book so they can have all this explanation and shit. So that I wouldn't. Uh, that's the only thing I, I, I would say I, I dislike about the book is just like. It's not what I would call a page turner. Yeah. It has parts. There's chapters at the end. You're like, oh, fuck, I got to keep reading. But then when you get to that stuff, it's almost like, well, I'm just going to go and uh, strap in. This is going to be a long ride. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be sitting here for a while. But though it makes it, from what you make it sound like, though, that even, like, 
those bogged down parts uh, can still be enjoyable, like a little bit enjoyable, yeah. just because of his like his writing style. Yeah, at least for me. Like I said, I because I've read a lot of people, a lot of reviews for Lord of the Rings, you know, specifically because the Hobbit seems to be pretty favorable for most people. Cause it's a fun adventure story. But like the Lord of the Rings, at least the Fellowship of the Ring. I don't think I checked out the any reviews for the other ones yet. But like the big one was a lot of people said it was boring, or they didn't like the language, or they didn't like how slow it was, or all the walking and stuff yeah. like that. But I feel like those are the kind of people who want instant gratification, most likely. They maybe want a more fast paced adventure. Because a lot of them are like I love the Hobbit, even in that classic lit group. A lot of people are like I love the Hobbit. Lord of the Rings was kind of slow for my liking. I can see it. Yeah. I like taking you know, my time on things like that, though. You know what? Probably what happened is like after the after the first one, they never probably went back to the, you know, to the second one. Yeah, to see if that one was any better. They probably a lot of them probably just stopped at the first one. Which I mean, I can understand. Uh, because if I was in a different mind frame, I could see myself not. I think that's why I put Lord of the Rings off for so long. It's because the movies I kind of felt like that. I was just like, yeah, all right, when are they gonna get there already? Uh, but now as I'm an older gentleman, more distinguished in my medium age of life, I guess. Hopefully, um, well, I don't know. They say middle age is fifty, but I don't, I don't think we lived that long. Me and you, nah. Yeah, you did. yeah, like I think sixty tops. Yeah, I guess I think fifty is like the high bar for us. So we're <laughs> probably middle age now. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, we're talk about middle age. Oh, at my you know new age of uh, being a more leisurely man who can take his time with things, except for Blood Meridian, I find I enjoy. Uh, fiction that can be a little longer, a little slower, a little stretched out. I don't mind that. I don't need the fast pace, you know, go, go, go anymore. Again, I think that really all just depends on the writing style. The writing style and also reading habits because, like, I read a lot of Yukio Mishima books and a lot of those are super slow yeah. and are about Buddhist philosophy and things like that. So you just take your time and, you know, you can't just read. It's not really like a story story like some of them. So I can... I think from reading those, that's like not just my attention span's gone up, but like my ability to yeah. handle things that are slower paced. I mean, like I read, like you know, you know, I read almost, I've read almost every Stephen King thing, and like a lot of that's yeah. a lot of big stuff. Yeah. But like you know, I enjoy his writing style and how he does stuff. And then even during like the things that I didn't, you know, maybe not as a big a fan of, like I was still able to kind of enjoy getting through it yeah. because like that's you know what I like. it might not have been the best but i still you know you he like writes it, so. in the way where even a bad story is written and like you just enjoy like you go along for the ride and uh it'd it's be like, like a bad movie yeah it'd be like watching like a goofy horror movie where it's it's still fun to watch even if it sucks ass but so i got i got a question we we kind of touched on it a little bit but like if if you were gonna go farther into the fantasy genre, anything you know, what do you think you'd maybe want to check out? Like I know you said you're a, you're a liberary guy or you're. Um... I'm thinking Game of Thrones. Okay. But I'm definitely going into the Elric of Malibane series next, as far as fantasy goes, because that's more sword and sorcery, which I do like because like the Conan stuff. And uh, um, what's the other guy? You're the guy that you just read. Solomon Kane. Yeah, wouldn't he be kind of... Oh, yeah, that's Sword and Sorcery, too. That's both Robert E. Howard. Actually, what I'm probably going to do, because like I said, that Omnibus doesn't come out until February. I could buy that... If thing. you're lucky. Yeah, I think I can now buy the next book in the st- series, like an individual one, but it's like the first one I bought, the shittiest cover, and I think most of it's like fluff fucking... Like, they had like 30 intros by Alan Moore. And, oh, wow. Like, it had the novel, a short story, and literally three or 400 pages of just random garbage. I'm not really looking forward to getting that, so I think I'll just wait till the Omnibus comes out. Did, did they call Collection of Novels Omnibuses? I think that's what they called it on Amazon, but I don't Maybe. think it actually is. Yeah, I'm not... I always thought that was for comics, but... May, I mean, I guess it could be. It's just a collection of the stuff, but... uh. Anyway, I think the next fantasy thing I might get into is read that big Conan collection I recently got. I think I'm going to go through the one we did and see what stories I read. And if there's stories that I haven't read in this new version, I'm going to read those. Because I really, really like Robert E. Howard's writing style. I feel like he really could have been like a very good literary writer. I don't know why. I mean, I know at the time, like the Pulse World, he was being paid for and stuff. But I don't know why he didn't write like some novels that weren't that stuff then i guess you could say the thing same thing about hp lovecraft but. i mean might not have the time the money like yeah. you know it's a lot of 
Because like just see how much time we're, we're having trouble writing a novel yeah. now. Imagine trying to write a fucking novel back then. I feel like Robert E. Howard was an approachable version of H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Like, you could get into his work. H.P. Lovecraft, like, you have to be a certain kind of person to really dive into that and be like, all right, I can go through all of this. Yeah. I build myself. Like, I forced myself to read his The Cthulhu Collection. And then when I found out that other collection existed that was more, I just didn't get to it. You know what happens when you finish H.P. Lovecraft? You get a Green Lantern ring because your willpower is so fucking strong. You get a fucking Green Lantern ring. it. Oh, but uh, but for uh, but for me, uh, we kind of talked about it. I definitely want to check out, you know, uh, iRobot. I've been wanting to read that for a while now. I just didn't want a shitty Will Smith cover on my book. I like that uh, thing he shared about the cover. Like it was Mac and Dennis from It's Always Sunny. It was the scene where they're sitting <laughs> in, when they lived in the suburbs. They're sitting at the table, and Mac is handing them a book. And it was like I forget what the thing was. It was like ah. Here, here's here's a book, and then it was like you know the movie cover of the book or whatever, and then just Dennis throws it away because <laughs> yeah, you've just bitched nonstop about that Will Smith cover for on the iRobot. Like it matters, the paperback. Oh, it sucks so bad. It is an ugly. Co- I thought the movie poster was ugly. Yeah, but uh, then I also I got the uh, Sub K Dicks. Uh, you Android stream of electric sheep. If you read that, I'll read that with you because yeah. I've, I've been wanting to read that for a long time. And I've been uh, there's a couple other of uh, his things that I've been wanting wanting to check out too. Did you look to see if he just has like one of those omnibus collections, like a whole bunch of novels, or even like a Kindle version? Well, probably. Um, I even because that would be a good. Even if it was like thirty bucks, I'd probably get that if it well, had like a lot of novels. I I saw one thing at a, at a Barnes and Noble, Noble. I think it was the one in South Hills. That uh, it had like five of them in a smaller hardback, and it was like twenty five or thirty bucks. But like, I hadn't read anything of his, so I wasn't sure if I would like. like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to get a you know a collection of something that you didn't read. Like I was taking a chance with the Lord of the Rings because if I didn't like it, I was out sixty five bucks. Because especially with like I know like some of the stories that he's wrote, but I don't really know much about him. Like whenever you you and Ash were talking about last episode or after the last episode, yeah. And you guys were talking about, like, he was a big, like, you know, like... Method. M- method. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't, you know, not surprising, you know, but right. I, I, did, I didn't know know that. So, you know, I figured, see how this is, you know, well, you know, one of his more famous things, see how that is, and, you know, maybe, you know, figure out what I want to do after that. Right. And then I think the, the last question I, I think I'll have, I have, is what other genre do you think you will or you that you might you know you want to you know go down you know what path you want to go down next crime noir yeah i've been kind of having that feeling too the only problem is i feel like we kind of went on that path we didn't go like super hardcore because we read the big sleep but then i've been reading those nicholas obergon like i read his first two books and it's granted those aren't i don't know because the first one i found it because i was looking up japanese noir and that hit the blue light yokohama came up on there so I would still consider those noir because uh, I have the Unknown Male, which is the third book I haven't read yet. Um, I've been I was waiting for maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm waiting for. I need to just read it because the other two. You want to well, no? You want to wait until you know that uh, his next book is coming out, so you have a little bit of lead. You know, you don't want to read it now and then have to wait forever for the next. If you know, for that's true. Day. He finished writing it, I think, but he. Uh, yeah, who knows yeah. when things are gonna get published, though? Yeah, especially nowadays. I would say he, he does uh, seem to write fairly quickly. Which I like. God bless him. Lucky. Well, I think that's what he does. I never see him talk about a jo- day job. Yeah. I know he writes for magazines once in a while or something. But anyway, the crime noir stuff, because I have that Raymond Chandler collection, so I actually really do want to dive into that. Yeah. And uh, fucking read some hardcore Raymond Chandler. Though I could feel like I could get burned out on that stuff. Uh, Chris, yeah, I get burned out on everything, so it doesn't matter. But any other genre? Uh, Like I said, I'm, I'll read some Philip K. Dick books, but like... Hard sci-fi, probably not going to get into anytime soon. Andy well, Weir has a new book I wanted to read. Just waiting for it to come out in paperback. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want the hardback. Uh, maybe I'll just get it on Kindle. Because I only have The Martian. I don't have Artemis. You do. Yeah, you borrowed, you borrowed Artemis from me. Does he have three books or four books? This is his third book, I think, that's out. But I think he might have had something before The Martian, but I don't know if it uh, was like... I thought I saw something at the bookstore. There was like another book. I was like, I don't remember hearing about this one. Because I think he had something before The Martian came out, but I don't know if it ever got like a wide... Yeah, it might not have been popular. Yeah. Either. What about you besides Crown Noir? Anything you might go down? Um, 
I don't know, like, um, I don't want to really do, like, westerns or, like, romance or nothing I like never that. thought about westerns, but uh, I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but something soured me on westerns, <laughs> so I don't want to read westerns for a while. I'm not going to read romance. We need to do at least one romance for the podcast. I don't know how we fucking pick. Maybe we just go with The Notebook. I mean... That's the safe choice, right? I mean, I, I could always do... Uh, my mom's a huge... Um, uh, Nicholas Fox. Not Nicholas Fox, That's but... Man. Uh, uh, Daniel Still. Daniel Still. So maybe I can ask her, be like, if me and Caleb had to read a Daniel Still book, you've read them all. We should just read Fifty Shades of Grey for the podcast. No! But it'd be easy and fun. My Fifty Shades of Brown article, everybody <laughs> like that, where yeah. I just did an excerpt from it and changed all the words to poop. Uh, very highbrow. Yeah, I don't... I feel like we should have a better answer to this, but it's kind of hard because, like, I'm still gonna be a classic lit or just literary fiction guy for the most part. Like, I'm still... Most of my reading's probably gonna be geared towards that for the most part. Because, uh, like I said, I got a bunch of Yukio Mishima books. We're both reading uh, the Haruki Murakami stuff, but I got a bunch of his books I'm going to read, and I'm sure you're going to fall into that wormhole. Yeah, I don't even know what you consider yeah, his I was stuff. Say that. Magical realism? I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's hard to say, like, that's a genre. I mean, that's kind of like saying Stephen King's a genre because, you know, yeah, he's the horror guy, but he has so much great stuff that's not horror. Yeah. And then even, like, a lot of his horror stuff is, like, it's kind of it's horror, yeah. but it's also normally something else, too. And I, I don't like when you they have so many sub-genres, like, oh, paranormal horror, paranormal crime noir horror, paranormal romance crime noir, detective, like, I don't, it's too much. You know who one guy I've been wanting to get into, and I guess it would probably still kind of fall into that cr- crime genre uh, kind of thing, but um, I can't think of his name, but the guy... Who they based uh, the Justified TV show off his books? Um, he just he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but he's like a big like he's like a big like you know like that kind of stuff. Oh, shit, I have no idea who you're talking about. I never heard of Justified, so poop shit, cockball, dick lick, fuck motherfucker, shit, ball. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. I think we should just you know oh, what? Yeah, dude. go non-fiction, hardcore no. non-fiction books. No. Well, as I say, then that's another thing I would notice whenever I was looking at, I uh, was looking at HG Wells stuff. It, it seemed like he had a decent amount of nonfiction work, of just I guess I don't know. Uh, When's the last this? nonfiction book you've read? I mean, are you feeling like maybe you're missing out on a whole class of book? <laughs> no, because like, why would I read that? Because then I, I I I view those things like almost like textbooks. Like, yeah. why would I read a textbook? But some of those are written, like, just very entertainingly. Like, yeah. I read some nonfiction books. Like, that boxing book I got was fucking great. Like, to hear about fucking uh, Jack Johnson picking up hookers and driving 100 miles an hour down the interstate. I like, mean, uh, there's probably, like, uh, biographies that I've read. Yeah. There are, there have been some, like, um, comic book, like, either the history of, or, you know, talking about certain subjects, or, you know what I mean, like... I'm gonna get you a book on the history of Southwest America and Northern Mexico, set in 1865. Yay. That sounds awesome. And then after that, I'm gonna get you a book, a history of the United States Dust Bowl, mm. where the Grapes of Wrath was set. And then after that, oh, you just read Grapes of Wrath. Such a good book. You need to read more Steinbeck. I, well, we kind of got... There's too many fucking books. Again, our roads. <laughs> the roads we were on. Well, you know what? You know what we'll do? We'll blame uh, British Ash for that because we were supposed to... Do Steinbeck for him. Uh, yeah, so... To be <laughs> fair, though, I think he wanted to talk about Steinbeck that I've already read, so I wouldn't have to read it again. But yeah, you but, would. Yeah, I would have read it. It's really good, too, by the way. Tortilla Flat and uh, Canary Row and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I do want them. There's stuff in They're shorter, that... too. Yeah. yeah. I got a Kindle collection and it had all of them. Nice. So you can just get that and get the, all his whole fucking, like, all his shorter works, which, which is nice. I only have a couple, maybe a handful of Stein, and that's, I think all of them, except for... I wanted to reread Great Rack because I read that. I don't. I don't count books I read bef- like before Your brain high was school. Fully formed. Well, yeah, like high school and before. I don't count those books because I just don't really remember. So I'm not going to count the Great Rack. So I'm going to say I still have to read that and you know reread because I did read it. And I really liked it. I just don't remember anything. So I reread Great Rack. And then I think just a lot of his lesser known books. I think I read all of his main works now and some of his lesser known books. But like I, there's not too many left on my list. 
But I highly recommend you check out some of uh, good Steinbeck. Because the good thing is most of his books are fairly short. Yeah. And he's one of those guys, like we talk about, you know, being very easily accessible for most people oh, to read. I mean, read. I went through Mice of Men like that. Like. Yeah. That's like all his work is like easy to read, but very engaging. And uh, it uh, really makes you want to read more. But we need to end this. So if you folks want to check out our fiction, I'm going to go ahead and leave my horror story up for another week, I think. Uh, some people said they liked it because uh, it was going to be a limited release. It still is, but I'll leave it up so you can go to www. Those folks don't know Spencer's middle name is actually just W. It's not orangutan, orange fucker, or anything like that. It's just W. Not That's so weird to me. It's just a letter. Anyway, it's so mysterious. Um, anyway, uh, oh, you can read uh, go drunkenpenwriting.com. Uh, Dead Men Don't Scream is the story I have up. That was my Halloween story. It's a longer one. It's like 15, 16K words. So if you've got the time to invest in that, uh, I was going to put a PDF on, but I feel like uh, I don't know if people would actually want to just get a random download off the internet. So it's just on the website, but it is for free uh, and it's limited time. So after, if you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, that's the last week I'm going to have it up and then it'll, you know. It'll be gone, so after my birthday, November 10th, Spencer, uh, no more, no more story, I guess. Uh, well, that's like the middle of the week, that's fucking garbage. Next Friday, it'll be out. Okay, whatever. Uh, go to the Twitter at Drunk Pen Writing, follow us on there, Instagram and Facebook, Drunk Pen Writing. Little known fact, I am thinking I am switching, uh, my focus, because I don't focus on fucking social media at all anymore, but I need to for the DPW, so... I think I'm going to switch my focus to Instagram because it seems like, even though we don't have much on there now, like as followers or anything, because I haven't posted much on there, I'm going to start posting more on there, and it seems like the people that do get involved actually have real things to say. Like, they're not just fucking being snarky assholes or, you know, get lost in the shuffle like on Twitter, because I feel like Twitter's a garbage place. Like, it just sucks anymore. Uh, and Facebook is not much better, really. Uh, so if you guys want to engage on the old Instagram... Uh, Hop on before we get too famous and can't follow you back. So once you hit a certain number, you can't follow people back anymore. You're not supposed to. Well, for now, we'll follow you back. Yes. We'll follow you back for now. So you want to be in that initial couple hundred people. Yeah. You want to get grandfathered in. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you're sick of hearing Spencer breathe into the mic, directly into the mic, as loud as he possibly can. And gulping. And gulping. Uh, you can uh, go ahead and end this episode. We're going to keep talking. We'll just whisper talk. I'm hitting buttons on my end. It's not doing nothing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit if it did? <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, thanks for listening.